right, welcome to tonight's episode of Enlightened. It's going to be called My Journey. Um, we have no co-hosts tonight. It's going to be a little bit more personal. We're going to talk about my past, the present, where I'm at now, and kind of where I see myself going and what I want to do over the next three to five years. So uh, it's kind of tough choosing a starting point. But let's start with about six, seven years old. At around six or seven years old, uh, I moved to Florida. My dad took me to Florida, and my mom was still in Missouri, where I was born and raised, St. Charles area. And (coughs) I remember it was just really stressful for me because I felt very alone. You know, I had no friends. I wasn't really the most social kid. And my dad was always working. We didn't really, I mean, we did our things together, but we didn't do a lot. And I remember a couple of years after moving there, you know, my dad was always, my parents were always big potheads. I always smoked, you know. I've always been around it way before we moved and all that. And I remember being introduced to it. And he cut, you know, a two-liter bottle in half. And he hit a big hit off a joint. And he blew that into the bottle. And he had me inhale it. And, you know, I didn't start smoking then or nothing. But that was my first time ever being introduced to it. And it kind of really changed my aspect on a lot of things. And then from there, I moved back to Missouri at like eight, eight and a half. And I was really homesick for the first week. And then I decided to stay because I was supposed to just be visiting my mom. But I decided to stay. And I moved in with my mom. And my dad followed back up about a year, two years later. So I'm now about nine, ten. And I was struggling with school. You know, I hated people. I always thought I was weird because I didn't really talk. And I was always super, like, I wouldn't say smart, but I always was, like, first one done with my work. You know, all I ever cared about was school. I always just wanted to learn. So it was kind of always just like an outcast. Well, then I ended up moving back in with my dad in Troy, Missouri. And that was a little bit better for me. You know, it was a smaller school. Uh, I got to know my friends a little bit better. And my dad was growing wheat. And he had some wheat grown in my closet. And, you know, he said, We'd smoke every once in a while together. Then he stopped smoking with me. So I started picking buds off the plants. And I think that's kind of where my base addiction started was right there. And I was always fucking doing stupid shit, like jumping into the creek when it was cold out to get bud or like doing tasks for him to get bud and shit like that. And then I bounced back and forth between my mom and my dad's and I skipped school a lot. I got in trouble for that. And the state got involved. When my grandma comes into town, I'm about 13 now. Uh, my grandma comes into town and I get in trouble for truancy. She tells my case officer that I've been smoking and stuff, and my parents have always smoked. And sure enough, my mom admitted to it and, and then tested my dad and did all the, you know, the whole nine yards. So at four, 13 and a half, I go into rehab after doing a couple days in juvie just for holding. Then I get placed in a rehab center. I do 66 days in rehab. And I get out at the end of August. 
My birthday's coming up in November, and I get placed into foster care. God bless my foster parents, man. They gave me one of the best birthdays I ever had right off the bat. You know, it took me out for dinner. Um, it really took me in, you know, as one of their own. They taught me, I always had respect, but just not really towards family and stuff. And they taught me, you know, who really earns your respect and who doesn't, and how we should, you know, treat people all equally. And, you know, there's no reason to be so bitter. There's things out there to work for. You know, my dad taught me how to be a hard worker, so I got a job and started working when I turned 17 in foster care. And as a junior going into senior year, I was working 30-hour weeks, 35-hour weeks sometimes. Like, it was nothing, you know? And from there, I just started working. I was smoking. After I was clean for a couple years after rehab and shit, I started smoking again my senior year because some people at work, I was able to get it again. And they never really knew, but eventually we got into it over some of the house rules because I bought a TV for myself when I was carrying around it, so I technically wasn't supposed to have it, and this and that. So I told him I was leaving. I just turned 18, I graduated barely, you know, by the fucking skin of my teeth. And I just was like, I'm out. So I left uh, St. Louis County and moved into St. Louis City. And I got my own apartment. And I met my best friend of now seven years at most, who will go unnamed. And, you know, he lived a very wild lifestyle. You know, he was not in the drug game when it comes to like mafia, cartel, anything crazy like that, but he was a driver for weed, you know, he's seen a lot of crazy shit, gross, big grow operations and stuff like that. You know, he had a lot of cool stories. <coughs> Traveled around a lot as a driver, you know, I counted big sums of cash a couple times. And we got really into pills and shit like that when he quit doing that. Cause shortly after we met, he quit doing that kind of big shit because it was getting dangerous and people were getting hot. So we got really addicted into pills and shit. And I was hooked from there. I was doing Percocets all the time. I started doing cocaine. I tried acid. Uh, the whole nine yards. Well, then me and him ended up getting a place back in El Salvador, St. Charles County area of Missouri. And uh, it went from doing pills, coke, ecstasy, you know, all that shit, to fentanyl. So I'm now 22, 23 years old, and I'm just fucking hooked on the shit. Uh, it really took over my life. I was extremely depressed. Even though I had my best friend there and I was closer to family and everything again, I just felt absolutely alone. I felt like nobody really got me in how I thought. I've always had like big dreams, big ambitions, you know. I know what I want to do and I want to do it. I'm struggling to reach for it because, you know, everybody needs a little bit of support and help here and there. Before these past five years, I never really 
well, really before this past year, I never seen my true potential, you know, I've taken good photography shots back then when I was doing drugs, you know, I've been a good speaker. I've always wanted to practice YouTube videos way back in the day when I was a teenager, you know, stupid shit. But I never really knew who I was. And I was just lost in fucking fentanyl and weed and smoking, you know, ounces every couple days of bud and smoking wax. Roommate, my other roommate was making edibles and shit. And then I finally quit my job that I had in two years and I bounced around a couple jobs because of fentanyl and even though I left on good terms at those jobs it really fucked with my head because I always had my work ethic I always had that behind me and now there was finally a drug that was learning that for me even you know meth Percocets Xanax doing acid all that other shit it never really fucked with work but fentanyl made me just not give a fuck. It let all my demons take control. I was drowning in all my negative thoughts. I didn't know what it meant to be positive. I didn't know how big of an impact of our conversation, how big of an impact our conversations have on people and the way we word things, you know, really does matter. So some personal shit ended up happening in the house about a year ago around my birthday coming up towards December and it made me want to quit because, you know, I was being blamed for shit that I didn't do. I was being called things that I've never done. You know, I was being called a thief when I had it stolen in years. You know, stupid shit. Yes, I had a history, but I wasn't that person anymore. So I moved out of the place and eventually my roommate confronted me, my best friend, not the other one. He was like, you know, honestly, I'm sorry. I know that isn't what really happened. And I was just going with it to see what really happened. And I'm sorry. You know, I knew you were kind of being set up. I just didn't give a fuck. All I cared about was getting clean. So I moved in with my sister. And that was also a godsend. You know, my family's always been there when I needed them most. Uh, I I remember there's a time that me and my dad and his girlfriend, now my stepmom, uh, got into it, and she drove 35 minutes just to come and pick me up and say, hey, this is bullshit. This isn't going to happen. So, you know, they were always there for me, and she let me move in, and I got clean, got my old job, one of my old, my favorite job ever, still to this day, I got back, called Hobos. And I was cooking and dishwashing again and, you know, doing everything, working 40, 50 hours, and it was just it felt good. I remember what it felt like to think good again and have that ambition and willpower. Fuck, my work ethic was back on track. I was on fire again. It was amazing. <coughs> and then my sister Chelsea came down from Iowa. She'd been up here for about six, seven years. My nephew. And she was like, hey, you know, I got this apartment, extra room, it's a job couple of good jobs in the area, especially in the restaurant business, everywhere. Why don't you come out here and move with me? I'm like, all right, fuck it. I moved out here to Sioux City, Iowa. December, like, 20th or 30th. It was, like, December 30th. It was shortly after Christmas. And, uh, you know, my journey of sobriety is 
reset. I've hit the reset button because I did experiment with acid and all those drugs. But, you know, I'm almost a year sober now, and I'm back on track to where I want to be, and I, my mind's focused on my future goals. So I started working out out back out here about a year ago, and I've been serving, which I'm not used to. I've always been a backhouse worker. I've always been a cook, dishwasher, shit like that. I started serving and making really good tips, starting to learn how to socialize, making friends and stuff. I've met some really good friends out here. And uh, I know they're listening. You guys are like family. You guys really saved me. So I'm just going to shout that out right there. But yeah, you know, I built a family out here. And that's what's really helped me. And then recently over the past five months, Started being really cool with my girlfriend. We used to hate each other a lot. And we started liking each other more and more. We became more friendly. We still were in each other's throats. And then my birthday came up in November. We got together. I think I've told a little bit of this on here before. We've been together since my birthday, basically. Actually, basically since Halloween, we started talking. But we got together officially on my birthday, I'd say. And since then, it's just been... Amazing roller coaster. You know, we have our downs. We really have amazing ups. And that's where I'm at currently. You know, I'm almost a year clean off sobriety. I'm building a family. Um, got big goals. We're talking about moving after tax time. I don't know where yet. I really have my mindset on Vegas now because with my podcast and with photography and how good I am at it, I really want to put my foot in those doors and that's a good area because from Las Vegas I can get to so many places so easy and there's a lot of local towns that my neighbors tell me about that we're going to be moving with that are just perfect for photography you know nature photography weddings anything like that that I want to do start doing all I got to do is build my name a little bit so over the next three to five years I want to build personal photography business and really develop this podcast and start Maybe traveling a little bit, really talking to people out there and getting to know people's stories and figuring out all the puzzle pieces and putting it together to get the bigger picture. Because right now I've been lost. I have all these big goals and ambitions right now. I haven't set the time to myself to sit back and think about all these tiny goals. And I forget common day tasks that are the big prevalent ones that really matter. And it really hurts me. And I know I'm fucking up. And that's, that's where we talked about last time with me and Randy, where it's like, you're your own worst enemy. And that's, I've been my grim reaper this past week or two. You know, the smallest mistakes that really matter, I've been chewing and chewing and chewing myself up. And I'm not really doing anything to better it. I'm meditating and doing, you know, my calming stuff, but I'm not facing it. And I think that's what I kind of need to do if I want to progress, especially with my podcast, having a clear mind with this and with photography, especially scouting different areas and stuff like that. Like, it's just a mountain I've been climbing lately. Well, it's not a mountain. It's a big-ass hill. I want to 
take some really good uh, sunset pictures and you know, perspective pictures. But in order to do that, I have to have a clear and focused mind. And I think that's why I really wanted to talk about my journey because when I voice it, I can pick apart these little things that have made me, you know, like when people say I talk too much, I get that sometimes because growing up, I sat back in the class and nobody ever liked me. I never got to tell my story. You know, my dad always was a talker when he wanted to talk, but in the mornings getting up for school, I couldn't say anything. Uh, you know, my mom was always curious, but I wasn't, I was around her, but I never really opened up to her until I was older. So I've always, when I get close to people, I always have this thing where it's like, oh God, I want you to know every little thing I know. You know, that's that's what I feel like life really is, you know. You get to know the it's out of people, their journey and where they come from and how you can build together and your common goals, your common societal goals as a man or woman to better your family and the people around you. And that's what it's about. You know, another little thing is the way I word things. You know, I've always been so isolated that I word things where it's me, 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 or this is how I feel, how I feel. And I know that you're supposed to be like, this makes me feel and stuff like that. You're supposed to put the other person into perspective, but it's hard for me to do that sometimes. Or like growing up, bouncing around and going into foster care, I always feel more accepted by people that just want to be there and I know they care, but they don't really want to progress the way I do. And that's hard because a lot of times I feel like I miss opportunities that are right in front of me. Um, you know, at work, something, this is funny because it relates a lot to when I was in school. At work, you know, people figure out what gets pushes my buttons and they're able to get under my skin over the dumbest shit so easily. And it all comes back to when I was in school because, you know, I'd sit there, I'd do things a peculiar way or I'd do things, you know, the way I like it. I was so weird. I had to have certain photos for the folders for this. and I had to do things. You know, I was very meticulous about how I went about things, I guess. And people always thought that was weird. And, you know, anytime somebody called me out about it, I would just got so upset. And I still do that as an adult, you know, especially when it's about little mistakes or little things I'm curious about. People make fun of me and it's, I just don't get it. You know, I guess that's kind of the basis of my whole journey. But, you know, there's, there's more to talk about. Um, for instance, I want to start reading more. I want to start getting back into studying like Buddhism and uh, different religions and also learning a little bit more about history, where we came from and different things like that. There is a lot of anxiety.
personally, just because I don't know where I want to go with the podcast specifically, I feel like. And I don't know how to broaden my community, I guess. And that's what I'm struggling with right now is like, I don't want to call it advertising because I'm not trying to make money, but how do I gain viewership? You know, how do I get my friends to push this more? How do I get this out to people that aren't my friends that wouldn't ever really hear it? You know, and I'm trying to study that and figure out how to really do that. Cause I'm putting it on Facebook and I don't really have TikTok or anything like that. I guess I could start doing that, but that's, I don't want to, do TikTok and that's a thing. I'm so selective. I feel like that's kind of going to be an issue. I really have to broaden my spectrum. But I'm just so focused on personal things right now that I'm just losing focus, I guess. Even though I have everything that I want in the palm of my hands. So. Maybe I'll actually call this episode therapy. Because this is me being an old therapist. Which I kind of always had to do. You know, right now, when me and my girlfriend get into it. Or whatever. Sometimes I just feel like I don't really have anybody to go to and vent to about that kind of stuff. And I don't want to put that out there in the public ears. And even obviously on here, I'm putting it in a very broad way because it's nothing major. It's very small bumps. You know, little things, obviously, especially with moving fast in a relationship, it happens. And you just. You want to make sure everything is perfect. And when things don't go perfect, it feels like the world is crashing in when you have depression and anxiety. And I want to let her know that's how I feel. And I want to let her know that I know that's how she feels. And we both are independent. So like when that happens, we both need to do our own thing. Like this morning she went and took the kids to school and I just left and was gone for like an hour and a half. I went climbing some hills and, you know, scouting some photography spots. And I just freed my mind. And because she works overnight, you know, she went to the neighbors and went to sleep. So, you know, we both, kind of isolate ourselves and it scares me sometimes but I know that this is what we both want so I just got to continue working on the small things and buffing out the edges of the picture and you know erasing the trace lines and you know putting everything in the perspective you know the reality of it is I've got some personal shit I gotta work on 
And I don't think I've said that in a while. And it feels good to honestly voice this to the world because, you know, you guys are really going to get to see the deep side of me. You guys are going to get to feel, you know, what I feel. And because of where I come from, things like this kind of trigger me. And now I'm not working as much because, you know, she's making good money and what I make on the weekends is really good. And it's slow season. So serving Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday is not even worth it really when I could have that time spent better with the family and her friends. So it's like, this is, I got to take advantage of that time and I have to start, you know, like I just said, you know, I'm vulnerable right now. I'm weak and I'm triggered. You know, my depression is really hard right now. I've been suicidal a couple times this week and I haven't really told nobody about it. I haven't even really said it to my girlfriend. I've kind of hinted at it, but I don't want her to feel like it's her fault because it's not. It's just, I get so scared of losing her and losing what I have now what I've worked so hard on myself to finally gain that I get into that thought process. And, you know, I, I, it's very short-lived. It's usually a few minutes. I mean, the longest one, it's only happened a few times this week. And the longest sprout was like 15 minutes and it was gone. I started playing some music. I got out of my head. I know how to work on it now. I know how to fix it now. It's rare that I ever get really into that thought. Even now, I'm about to change the subject because I'm not trying to get into it. I know it's a big thing that needs to be talked about. So honestly, if anybody ever does feel suicidal, you know, this is, I'm the person to branch out to. And voicing that kind of stuff is what you have to do. It's what you need to do. You got to get your demons out. You have to, you know, voice it. You have to manifest what you want. Again, that negativity out of your mind allows you to clear your thoughts and manifest the positive things that you want in your life to build. And that's the main reason I had to talk about my journey and, you know, the ups and the downs personally that I've come through in my life now because getting it out is allowing me to clear, have clarity on my perspective of where I am now and what I have to do and what I have to work on and how I'm going to do it. You know, like, for instance, I'm not going to go into some detail of why, but I'm buying myself an old school alarm clock that's going to go off every fucking morning, even on the weekends at 7.15. So I'm not ever late getting up for the kids and getting them ready for school and shit. You know, I'm going to be really studying how to financially get more stable and start investing in penny stocks and stuff like that. So there's always that savings that's always going to be there. And so that way I can understand how to invest in myself and invest in it. I have more time to do the things I want to be able to invest more time in myself. You know, it's all these stepping stones that I have to put together to reach the final place. And I think that's what's so terrifying now is I'm now at that time and point in my life where I realize that I don't want to be 45, 50, 
and wondering what I could have done and if I would have done it, where would I be? That's why I started my podcast without having a professional mic. I'm using Bluetooth headphones or not even my headphones right now, you know. I'm not using a laptop. I can't fully edit this. There's going to be big pauses and stuff. The background music might be louder than the voice sometimes. You know, that's just the fucking journey of the road. But if you don't start walking and you don't start skipping some stones on the pond, you're not going to learn how to, you know, get across. You're not going to learn how the water ripples. You're not going to learn the right routes to jog. If you don't fall, you can't learn how to get up. And if you don't know how to stand, you're always going to get knocked the fuck down. So you got to learn how to brace yourself for these things. And that's where I'm at because mentally I know I'm kind of a child and that's good because I'm always one to discover and, you know, I want to be a photographer. So I need to have the ingenuity and that exploration mind and that intuitive to want to go and do things to explore, find the viewpoints and perspective that, Perspectives that other people haven't gone out and looked at. For instance, you know, when my neighbor was showing me some of the uh, towns and big places near Las Vegas to go and take pictures of and shit, the lighting and the perspective and what they were focusing on, the vocal points of the pictures were just not what they should be. They weren't mind-blowing. They were eye-captivating. They didn't capture you and keep you engulfed in it. And that's what my pictures do. That's what I want to get known for. That's what I got to go out and do. That's why I got to put my foot out there. I posted some of my stuff on Instagram and Facebook. People fucking love it. Now it's about saving up and getting the right gear and, you know, zoning and, um, what's the word? Uh, scouting the right areas, you know, doing research on the right times and wildlife and plant life and shit like that of where I want to go and the geography. So there's all these little things that tie in together and I'm starting to realize that and it's, it's scary. It's kind of a lot to juggle, but you know, I've kind of just always been a shot caller and, roll with the punches, you know, it's, as they come, I take them and then I punch back and I'm going to stumble. I'm going to roll down this hill. I'm going to fall sometimes, but I'm going to land on my fucking feet. I'm going to run as fast as I can when I'm on my feet until I get knocked on my ass again. And right now, I'm kind of, uh, stuck in the middle. You know, I just got knocked out. You know, the ref was counting. You have to like five, and you know I'm on my knees and getting up. I'm almost there. I'm not. I'm not down for the count. But mentally, you know, like I stopped working out. I gotta start working out. You know, like these little things. I gotta get myself back into my routine and adapting my routine to the life I'm at now. And I have to remember that this is a new month, a new day, and it's almost about to be a new year. I'm not who I was a month ago, and I'm not close to who I want to be in three to five months. You know, when I move and I'm in this new 
city and shit. I don't want to be lost and confused. I want to have a focused, clear mind and a mind, a driven mind of where I want to go and a picture of what I want to do. I want to have all this stuff ready and a plan set out. I want to get a journal and start writing all this shit. I want to start having better topics and doing more research into my podcast. Stuff that I know I need to be doing and shouldn't be doing. You know, that voice in my head is fucking eating at me. And that's what, that is what is triggering everything. And I think that's what's wrong is I'm looking too much at the puzzle pieces and not the bigger picture of where I'm at right now. So I think it's time to really step back. Like I used to. Because how I feel right now isn't what I want. Even though I'm happy and, you know, I took care of my girlfriend's lunch and everything and got her pants out of the car because it's cold out right now and warmed them up in the dryer and did all the little things that make me feel good. I'm happy, but I'm down, if that makes sense, you know, I'm feeling, I'm torn, my left part of my brain is battling my right part of my brain, and that's hard, uh, it's really hard, you, you have to keep your goals manageable, so that way you don't get overwhelmed with your personal life and what you have going with, you know, your family and uh, job and neighbors and the people you care about. You you can't merge those two together. You have to be able to manage them separately and figure that out emotionally. And right now I'm just meshing everything together like it's a big blonde. That's not what I need to do. I need to really get my stuff manageable again. So I think the next step, which I just mentioned a little bit, is getting a journal and starting to write everything down that I feel and start writing down my plans and breaking them down into little smaller parts and getting stuff going. I have to start putting my podcast out more, like every single day post them so everybody sees them, tagging more people, you know, being that annoying person because that's how I'm going to get this successfully. That's or that's how I'm going to get this ball rolling successfully. That's how I'm going to get it, you know, my ball on the court. You know, there's also something that I've really been thinking about a lot the past month called, well, I'm not going to put what it's called because I don't want somebody to steal it from me, as stupid that sounds, but it's an app that I'm working on for people that struggle with depression, addiction, or just kind of any mental illness, you know, where they can go and just kind of like an A thing where you can go and you can have a sponsor kind of deal, have people you know you can always talk to, 
you can have anonymous, there's going to be anonymous wall basically that goes state by state where literally it's masses of people that you can go and see their stories and what they're going through daily and their personal struggles and how you relate to them and you can anonymously talk back to them and, you know it's just going to be a big melting pot of people that are struggling that want to help themselves and other people around them they don't want to be in the rut because once you realize you have an issue and that your demons are there or your addictions you know triggered whatever it is personally that you're going through maybe you just had a death in the family that's triggering your addiction or depression whatever your anxiety whatever it is you realize the problem and it's hard sometimes to find the right people to react like reach out to especially when you lose that person that was there you lose that rock or if you're in a fight with that person that is your rock and you're not close to anybody personally and you don't want to pick up the phone and have that long conversation you just want to go over there and vent or get a hug and walk away like that's what that app is going to be about it's going to be about that that quick adrenaline rush, that quick and that dopamine and feeling that you need, that love, that happiness coming from something good and not bad, that's gonna make you struggle more. You know, my whole life I've always wanted to do the fun, stupid shit that doesn't matter. When the things that truly pull me joy, bring me joy, I'm only putting like seventy five percent into. I put 150% of work, I put 150%, well, I put about 100, maybe 90% of the podcast, 100,000% of photography, all this stuff, shit, it's like my priorities aren't even, and they need to be. Now, I guess like my dad says, and many of the employees have said, I talk too much, so I guess I'm going to end this journey here oh yeah one last little note i'm finally going to see my dad up in colorado who i haven't seen in fucking years and i plan on pre-recording a little bit that hopefully i can edit into the segment and if not then i'm definitely going to have some good stories uh even though i'm only going up there for a day so we're going to end this podcast thank you for coming or not coming out. Thank you for listening. Thank you for sharing, being a part of my family. You know, if you ever need to reach out, let me know. If you ever want to be on my podcast, all you have to download the app. Um, call it Anchor. Uh, I can add you and then basically voice call you and you can be on here. If you have a headset or headphones, that would be best for the best audio quality. Like my Bluetooth headphones work the best. Uh, I usually come into the bathroom or an open room, you know, but I love having people on here. I love hearing people's stories and I love hearing what people are into. Like, I think my next episode is going to be kind of like a fun fact episode with my neighbor, Randy, where we both kind of just research a bunch of cool little science facts and experiments and different things we like, like, uh, Luminaire, luminaire flow or luminar flow or some stupid shit like that where you can like poke a hole in a balloon and it flows so smooth that it looks like 
a solid stream of water. It looks like an icicle, basically. It's like frozen in time. It's insane, you know? Crazy little things like that are like astronomy. How I'm so amazed by the stars. And, you know, you can see the Northern Lights right now in different parts of the country that you shouldn't be able to, you know? Nature is amazing. Anyways, that's for the future episode. Sorry, I'm talking too much. I'm trailing on to different things that don't matter for this episode. Uh, have a good one. You know, please share. And that's the end of this episode of the night.